Welcome to Soulful Connections. I'm Amanda Solar, host and creator of the podcast and SoulfulLiving.com. This is the place people will connect you to their stories, their journeys, and how they've found meaning in their lives. Join us. Let's connect. Connection. Okay, guys, this episode might be a little light on soul and heavy on sex. Sex in the city, that is. Roseanne, my bestie, for you regular listeners, you already know she's my bestie. In any case, when bestie Roseanne and I get together, you know, the talk gets real. And in this episode, we talk about the Sex in the City reboot and just like that. And we share our unvarnished opinion about it and about how women our age and order are portrayed in the media. We get really, really real and we talk about aging and beauty and friendship and, you know, life experiences that we've recently had and how it feels and how we feel and so on and so forth. One thing I want to know, we do take a minute to talk about whether or not the Sex and the City um, and the End Just Like That scripts are written by men or a man. And we do know that the books, the series is based on these books by Candace Bushnell, but it just feels like there's just like, I don't know, a masculine energy to the writing. That's just our thought. We could very well be wrong, but hey, that's what we think. So enjoy and try connecting with this one, guys, and let us know what you think. We talked, Roseanne and I, about Sex in the City and an article that Roseanne had read, my bestie Roseanne, about um, Sex in the City and this new reboot, because it's not even called Sex in the City, right, Roseanne? Right. It's called And Just Like That. <laughs> okay. Which Before, you can tell how much I like. Well, I like that. I don't like that. <laughs> I have to do two things. An admission and an unpopular opinion. What do you want first? The admissions. I couldn't make myself watch it. I watched three minutes of it. Mm-hmm. maybe four minutes mm-hmm. and I thought I feel as though I've been invited to lunch with the most boring people shallow the most right? shallow people you'll ever meet yeah I couldn't right. do it but here's the thing and Terrible. here's the unpopular opinion I have always felt that way I never really got into sex in the city from the very mm-hmm. beginning I remember I would try to watch it and watch like scenes or maybe a show here and there and I just thought you know what I don't care I don't care if Big and Harry get together they probably yeah. shouldn't wasn't he married <laughs> <laughs> yeah and I don't really remember that maybe I don't know I mean it feels I'm like really... so long ago 
<laughs> I know. Well, I watch everything later than everybody else, first of all. But yeah. secondly, I just thought, I just, you know what I was thinking, Roseanne? Okay, well, wait a second. First, tell me what you thought about it. Give me your review. Did you watch the whole thing? No, like the original series, all I did not watch the whole thing. I watched certain seasons of it here and there. Um, okay. Some of it I did find really funny and really entertaining and, you know, kind of cool how it pushed the envelope a little bit, you know, back in the day. So, so yeah, I, I didn't hate the original series, to be honest with you. I, I enjoyed a lot of it. And even sometimes Jeff would sit down and watch it with me and he would be laughing. Like we would just be cracking up. So, you know, when I saw, when I read the article, I didn't see the reboot. I read this article and it was like a big paper, like New York Times or Washington Post was a review. And this woman who was our age, you know, cause these women on this show are our age, they're late fifties. And, you know, she was saying how absolutely embarrassed she was to think that the world thinks that this is who we are at this age. This is who we women are as a reflection of us in our late fifties that we could possibly have not grown an inch you know, right. emotionally. So I thought, okay, I'm going to watch it. And oh my gosh, I was watching it. And I thought, this is the worst show I've ever seen. The writing it was appalling. And the, the characters were like, I literally felt embarrassed watching it. I was embarrassed for them thinking, oh, she's not going to say that, is she? And then of course she says it and you go, like, who, who would ever, you know, be so shallow that you would care so much, especially at this stage of our life, what people think of you? I mean, oh, right. have we not finally like said things like, give a shit what you think right. about me anymore? You know, in our 20s, didn't we feel differently? You know, it was like right. sort of your image and, you know, and, and but the characters in this show are still so wrapped up in everybody else's opinion and, and what bag you're carrying and what party you're invited to. And I'm thinking, wow, this is just terrible to think that this show. So who wrote that show is what I want to know. It, it, are they men? Have, is it Probably. Men? I think that I think the first one woman. was was a man. And, you know, it's interesting because as you say that, that's probably why I didn't even like the first one, because I could have cared less always. You know how I always was. I really could have. I couldn't have cared less about what bag anybody was carrying. Right. And right. then this time, I think what struck me because I thought, OK, I can't make myself watch it. There's just too little time left in my life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but uh -huh. I thought let me watch the trailer and when I watched the trailer what I was struck by was they seem to be defining themselves by their relationships and that I'm sure I did and that is a thing that I think women tend to do define ourselves by our relationships but like you said to this degree it's all about does that boy like me that's really what it right. felt if I felt it, like yes it was like but does he like me what does he think about me and it was it was like high school but they were older yeah. so all of a sudden it's kind of gross yeah and these women supposedly even their significant others have they've been together a long long time so there should be some kind of real comfortable evolution that has taken place like you and I we've been together a long long time absolutely yes. nothing I couldn't tell you. And right. there's absolutely nothing I wouldn't do for you and vice versa. Right. Same. Yeah. But you just, you know, they're having conversations like, Oh, she's drinking too much. Should we tell her? 
Yeah. Damn straight, yeah. you should tell her. You know, <laughs> like if you don't tell her, who's right. going to tell her? Who's going to tell her? <laughs> Somebody's got to tell her. You know, yeah. that yeah. is interesting because I, I wonder if it is written by a male. You know, it's funny. I'm really a very disloyal watcher of things mm -hmm. anyway. I don't stick with things most of the time, but um, the things that I'm like kind of getting into right now are, I love Patricia Arquette mm -hmm. and she's in a show called High Desert. Yeah, that, I'm going to watch that and then we'll oh, talk about it. Um, I'm so in So funny. Okay, good. We have, yes. And um, I like to show that was like on years ago, but it was called Wanted and I think it was Australian. Did you ever see that? If you- I don't know. Okay, I'm going to send it to you. I think I did, actually. I think I, I might have watched it. I loved it. Okay. And even Ted Lasso, like, what's her name that plays the owner of the football yes, team? Right. You know, she's I, pretty yes, cool. And, you know, we have, I just think I wouldn't want to be friends with any of them. Like, the no, from what I've seen, I, I thought they're too. just. And you know you me, know. you know, I, I'm, a, I'm a true beautician you know yes, I, I like yes. the fashion and I like the clothes and yes. I'm into the hair and makeup and all yep. of that so you know that to me the visual of it can get me past a lot yes. because I like to look at what are they wearing what's yes. let me see those shoes and you know I can't help it that's you know that's a big part no of I love that yeah yeah and you know but you it didn't matter like I was just so irritated right. and I don't mean and I, I love that yeah. I love that about you you know what mm -hmm. I mean I, yeah. I don't I don't always get drawn in by that but yes right. always you and I when we were younger would walk into a store and look at different things mm -hmm. and you always had this really beautiful aesthetic you know but um but there's a depth to it with you that that there just isn't and and maybe you hit the nail on the head by saying maybe it's written by a bunch of guys I think a lot of women yeah. are portrayed the way men wish we were or think Gosh, we were is this what men think we are in our 50s uh, I hope yeah, to maybe. god not I know, <laughs> you know? but it, it's I not mean, what I my husband's saying let me tell you I, mean, I was just about to say that I was about to say Victor he he doesn't think that first of all he's the father right. of three girls and yes. he has a gazillion sisters and you know I'm, I'm talking a little bit in the dark because like I said I watched mm -hmm. minutes of it the trailer was probably enough to be honest yeah. with you it was probably enough to give you the flavor of the whole story yeah. and it just didn't feel authentic it felt like they threw stuff in just because it's sort of a thing now like oh, let's yeah. throw in this lesbian relationship because that yeah. Is, is always everywhere now. Right. And well, Miranda, in real life, that's exactly what happened to her, right? She was married to yes. a man, right? And then yes. she, she, and maybe she wanted to reflect her real life somehow. Yes. In and there was no depth story. to how that happened, like how oh, she came to that conclusion or, you know, and, and her husband was portrayed as such an idiot, you know, mm. and like, what would she have seen in him in the first place? You know, it's just, there was no, there's no depth of character. There's there. no story. It sounds There's like there no wasn't any story. story. There's still no story, you know, and, and some of that could have been forgiven in the first episodes in the nineties, because it was all about the, you know, the Manhattan scene and yeah. the, the flavor of fashion and the extreme sex that they showed because only HBO could do it. So, 
but anymore, I mean, let's face it. I mean, just turn your TV on and none, none of this is shocking. I <laughs> no. know. Right? So they're right. not going to get by on that anymore because it's just everywhere. Nothing's hidden. Right. You know, oh, like, that's interesting. Like yeah. the one night, you know, my Jeff and I like Outlander. That's one of our favorite shows. And we were watching that one night. And my son came in and he said, oh, my God, are you guys watching porn? <laughs> <laughs> I know when you think about what our own kids have seen versus Mm -hmm. what we saw, I say that to my kids a lot. I always say, you guys, you know, you just don't understand, you know, even if I saw R-rated movies, I usually saw it on TV and they had believed all of the words and there were no scenes to speak of. But I say that even about houses, like when we're driving around this area, I always say to them, you guys, you see these houses, these like monster houses owned by like a lot of the, um, like these pharma people that have moved in. I'm like, that was not here Mm -hmm. when we were growing up. You did not see that was very agricultural. And, you know, I point out a house like that was the big house. You know, we would look at this and now you look at what was considered a big house when I was little and when you were Mm -hmm. little and it's just yeah and I don't know know about you Amanda but I don't recall at all as a kid comparing like my friend's houses to my parents house or thinking it was any different like oh yeah they're rich they got a big house we never thought about that even crossed our mind you know and and I do see that in my kids is that they can do this comparison you know they see the difference but we I don't know I guess because we were all kind of the same like all the houses were sort of the same well I don't think we just thought I mean now I think with like TikTok and Instagram and kids are going here's my haul I went to the store and what I got and then they're standing maybe in this kitchen that's enormous and parents are you know when we were in a play we were in a play now parents are sending their kids to you know study in New York and you know or a sport you're getting coached privately it's it's all just it's all kind of on steroids life yeah, on it's steroids. all so much bigger that's exactly what i was thinking yeah. it's so yeah. much everything's so much bigger yeah, yeah. Exactly. and we and like we watch each our other. vacations remember our vacations in the summer we went down the yeah. shore new jersey that's for a right. week oh my gosh it was so like the most exciting thing in the whole wide world yeah. you know um, I hear kids now are spring break. They're going to Hawaii. <laughs> oh, well, oh, you know, God. it's funny spring break. I remember my oldest coming home and she said, oh, it's spring break. What are you, what are we doing? And I said, well, <laughs> we're doing um, it. <laughs> I'm working I'm getting up and going to work. And, you know, you're probably going to be here while I'm at work, you know? So I, it's very interesting. And why is that? I think it might be that we worship, I mean, the worship of money has gotten really insane. Don't mm-hmm, you think? True. Maybe that's yes. even part of the whole sex in the city thing. The worship of money and wealth and people who have it. And it's just, it's very big, I think. And I don't yeah, right. think if it was, I certainly didn't know it. And I also think- No, we didn't know it. We did not yeah. know it. And parents are like living, you know, their kid has to, doesn't just play football. They have to be like the football star or there's just kind Mm -hmm. of this, um, this thing, which I, by the way, never really caught up with anyway. I think I just couldn't get into the swing of any of that. I couldn't compete if I wanted to probably. And 
Right. Also, I just me neither. Yeah, I hear you. I can't get <clears throat> into it, you know. But it is fascinating, and maybe that somehow plays into shows like this and why they. Um, I I even tell my daughter, one of my daughters, I always say, "Hey, TikTok is really one big advertisement. <laughs> They've got these." Kids who are just waiting to see what they should eat, what they should drink, what they should buy, what they should wear. Yeah, that's right. You know, right. and we didn't know, you mm -hmm. know, maybe we saw dancing on air and we saw what they wore. Right. That was a big deal. Yes. Really cool. And let's face it. <laughs> they weren't looking. So <laughs> Go watch it now. Google <laughs> dancing on air people. <laughs> but, do you, but do you remember we didn't watch that going oh my gosh look at the shoe like she's got those designer shoes or she's yeah. carrying that handbag or like we that wasn't what we were looking at no I, I don't know for sure what we were looking at on that I, show <laughs> <laughs> I mean we didn't have even videos back then I think we just wanted to see other kids dancing you know yeah, right and I think yeah, I think maybe I would probably go, oh, that's a cute shirt. Oh my gosh, I would yes. I remember every now and then seeing like Valerie Bertinelli wearing uh -huh. some shirt and I thought, okay, if I could find that shirt, but we had no idea where to find that shirt. There was no right. internet. So we would just hope maybe we would bump into it. Right. At the mall. I mean, and now how easy is it? You know, I saw a dress on a TV show the other night and I looked it up like oh yeah that's a great dress I mean and I could find it on Macy's you know <laughs> like, yeah. there it is so, you I know, could buy that and <laughs> so, maybe yeah. that creates like a lack of depth somehow mm -hmm. maybe somehow that's part of it although having said all of that I also hear my kids talking and they're much more knowledgeable about our history as a nation and they're mm -hmm. much more compassionate to people right. who might have differences from them. So there's the good and the bad, I guess, right? I mean, we didn't even know yeah. about anybody who was different from us, really. We were together in our Catholic school. We didn't even really know Jewish people. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Exactly. We didn't. Not at no. all. So I think that probably... I don't know about you, but I always had a hunger to know people who were, you know, different from us. Absolutely. Right. Well, you were sort of like that as a really young child. You yeah. were always drawn to somebody different. Yes, I really was. Like in your personality, for sure. Yeah, I think I always wanted people are interesting to me. That's my favorite thing. People are mm -hmm. so interesting. And I always kind of want to know, like, what makes what drives you? And I think I knew, I guess I knew all of us. I kind of thought, all right, I get us. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> and just had kind of a thirst to understand more and, and different types of people. Yeah, we had such so, a limited group of friends, honestly. Yeah. I mean, yeah. we went to elementary school with the same 25 people, eight we years. Did you know, you grew up with all, these are your choices. You know, these are your friends. Right. You really didn't have friends outside of that. There no. No outside organizations that we were ever a part of. That's true. That I can think of that we joined <laughs> where we became friends with other people. So, you yeah. know, these are your 25 choices and half of them <laughs> are boys. So we didn't count them because you were right. never friends with a boy. <laughs> just wasn't no, a is that, but although, you know, 
you know, I was thinking about Danny McCausland mm -hmm. and do, Danny and I organized these post eighth grade events at the lake and he would take half of the group and I would take the other half and we would take them out on canoes and things, which is mm -hmm. so weird. I mean, when you think about it, Roseanne, as we're talking, I'm like, it sounds like Little House on the Prairie. <laughs> <laughs> it does, right, right. Well, what you know? did we graduate in 79 from elementary school? Yeah, from elementary school. You know, yeah, it's so a totally different. The, yeah, the late 70s. This is the 70s. You know, gr we grew up in the 70s. That's right. That's school. right. Right. But yeah. Yeah. And I guess is. that's with me, with any kind of television show or series or movie. Um, partly I, I love stories. It's why, it's why I do the podcast. It's mm -hmm. why I, I do, you know, a lot of writing and I love story and where's the story. You know, it mm -hmm. has to have something. We all have a yeah. story. I think that's what this this show is lacking. This it's la it's completely lacking a story. I don't know right. what the story is, um, and it's not improving. And every review now that I've sort of searched out to see, oh gosh, does everybody feel this way? Everyone feels this way. Supports it. Well, you know, yes. and I'm no thinking said, too, oh, like this show is wonderful. It's so nice to have it back. Right. Nothing. So well, yeah. you know, Grace, my oldest, loves the show Succession. Have you mm -hmm. seen that? I watched, Jeff and I watched like the first maybe three or four episodes and then we st we stepped away from it. Well, we I'm going to watch it with her because it. she wants me. Yeah. But now okay. that is a group of people that apparently are, you know, they have their issues. Yeah. And they... Like I said to Jeff, actually in the first few episodes though, I said, I, I hate those people. I don't want to watch this anymore. Well, like that's them. what Grace says, but Grace says- <laughs> I couldn't find it. any place where I liked those Uh-huh. I- I- <laughs> I totally get that. And she kept saying, stick with it. Mm. So I haven't, I've only done Heard the same thing too. I did. I've, mm -hmm. I've watched the first week, but at least even if they are vacuous and even if they are, um, you know, adoring wealth and power and what, whatever, there's a story there. And I think what happens as Grace tells me is that they start exploring how do they get this way? Yeah, and, so that could you know, be interesting. I agree. Yeah, right, right, right. Kind of like we were watching Yellowstone. Jeff was really into that, and that's you know that's a lot. That's that's a that's a that's a big show about sort of wealth and power, and but you know it takes place in Montana, and it's sort of neat to see the cowboys and the horses, and just a whole different world that you're not a part of. And right. then you start to begin to dive into these people that, frankly, you don't like at first. But then maybe you do because you get why they're who they are and it, it evolved. The character evolves. So, wonder, so that's the only hope that I think that sex in the city show has is that they will evolve these characters at some point. So it's not a complete and utter waste of time, but at this point know, I'm out, you know, I'm not right. coming. I'm, I'm, I give everything three, three shows. I'll give it three tries. Oh, that's and good. If after three, I'm, I'm not into it. Then I'm moving on. Yeah, well, I wonder about like Sarah Jessica Parker because she seems to have substance as a human. So you what is think. the you right. would? But what script, do I know? Yeah, if I read that script and I was her, I'd be like, yeah, you need to rewrite this. Right. Uh, I'm not saying some of these things and <clears throat> excuse me and being a part of 
you know, that, that type of conversation. Right. Like I would never say that to one of my really good friends. Or, oh my gosh. Right. Even the little bit that I saw just, they were sitting around and I thought I could, I just, I was like, what are you talking about? Cause when we get together, we talk about our kids. We talk about our mm-hmm. views on life. We talk about politics. We talk about religion. We talk about our feelings, history. Like there yeah. is so much that we talk about. And, and there's a lot I, of laughter, right? Like picture it. Yes. And it's been a long time since I've sat around the table with you and Linda and Lorraine, yeah. but we all grew up together and we used to all the time, you know, go yes. out to dinners and lunches together. And there'd be so much laughter at that yes. dinner table. And we, who knows what we would have been talking about? Like you That's never right. knew where one thing went to the next. No, exactly. And, and it was just really, um, I don't know. I mean, sometimes it wasn't always happy. You know, somebody had an issue and we would hash it out and feel for each other. But all in all, you know, there was a lot of joy when we were together. And And even from these, even when like we were all and are all, we still are, we elevate each other. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's the other thing. You know, I feel I've said this before, but when I have a success, you guys are rooting for me. And when I, something bad happens to me, you guys feel for me. And there's not jealousy in that group. You know, there just is only hope for everyone's future to be great. And if I make the wrong move, you guys will explore it with me. It's not a judgment. I'm like, well, you know, what were you thinking? And, mm-hmm. you know, we explore why, you know, because we don't always do the right thing or think the right thoughts or say the right words. And I think we're at, we're there for each other in that too, you know, just yeah, that. And there compassion. are times in our lives that we're disillusioned and confused and, yes. you know, not making the best choices. And, you know, I'm thinking, okay, are they trying to bring that into this program where these women are floundering at this stage of their but lives? Why not do that in the first scene? Right. I don't get what you have to build. Like, that's so easy to build. And I saw a show, a crazy show. Did you see Russian Doll? No, I've never even heard of it. Oh my gosh. So look it up. Okay, I will. It's crazy. I saw the first season, which I didn't I watched it and I did what you talked about I kind of went away from it and thought I don't know what's happening here (laughs) (laughs) and then I don't know I saw the woman who kind of produced it and stars in it and I saw her in an interview and I thought oh well let me give it another shot it's so interesting um you know so we'll have to be okay our next review will be on Russian Doll maybe all right i'll watch it, that and then i'll watch, watch the that when you said desert something right what is it high desert high desert. and that's I'll just watch that fun too. and okay. funny and you know patricia arquette i guess she's in her 50s right yes but, she's our age-ish yeah right but it's not even about that it's just so refreshing it is great writing and great acting and it's crazy also. Good. So oh, I can't wait to watch it. That'll be fun. Yeah. But we should, you know, you had told me to watch, um, we'll talk about something we liked because you told me to watch the movie, A Man Called Otto. Did you watch so it? I did. I got up early this morning, made a cup of tea and watched it because I knew we were going to talk later. 
And um, okay, so what that reminded me of just off the top was the other TV show, the Ted Lasso that we talked about, because it's sort of the same thing to me. Whenever you have people that show you kindness, no matter how badly you behave, no matter how bad your behavior, no matter how inappropriate and people still love you or show you kindness or give you room, you know, for that behavior, yes. how that ultimately changes you in the end. And of course, that's how that movie was. You know, it was so well, great to watch yeah. and so touching in so many other ways. Oh my gosh. So touching. And how about the yeah. fact that it's Tom Hanks and I liked it. Yes. Yeah, I was thinking that. I was actually thinking of that, thinking, how could she like this and not like Forrest Gump? What is wrong well, with her? <laughs> maybe it's the timing. I don't know. So I watched it on a plane where I mm -hmm. think that you're, it can be a quiet movie if you're on a plane because, you know, there's no distraction. You can't do anything else, right? Right. You're, you can't get, yeah, you're just stuck there. Right? You're stuck there. So I don't, and I thought, and I kept scrolling because I was thinking, I don't want really to watch this. What else is there? What? And I couldn't find anything else. So I thought, all right. And I loved it. And I think mm -hmm. that's why, Roseanne, I think you hit the nail on the head, which is the second time I've used that expression in this podcast, which is so weird. <laughs> well, thank you for referring it to me. <laughs> I'm glad that you think I nailed it. <laughs> you nailed it, Roseanne. And I, I do, I think that there was something about it that um, I loved the fact that this woman, his neighbor was relentlessly positive, but not yes. gooey or saccharine, right? Mm -hmm. Real, just real. Yeah. yeah. And not letting him get to her because you know yeah. how that goes. Somebody, you know, just talks to you the wrong way and now your mood has changed. That's right. She didn't change her mood. It didn't affect her. You know, yeah. that's, that's yeah. great to see and, and watch. Yeah. And it even kind of explored now, why is he grumpy like mm -hmm. this and what's his backstory? And, and to me, I think what I've been thinking about just in life is um, my own, you know, having mercy on other right. people letting go of my own judgments, even if somebody's doing something I think is really wrong, mm -hmm. trying, seeking to understand as Absolutely. opposed to, I mean, I say it yeah. all the time. I thank God literally that we are not the judge and the jury. I mean, leave that in my opinion to the Lord because he's got all the pieces of the puzzle. You know, right. he knows the entire story. Um, right. and you know, we really need to cut back on, I guess, judging a little, unless it's a terrible TV show that we're watching. That's embarrassing <laughs> to women. Let's judge Sex and the City. Here's the other thing <laughs> I will say. That. So I was, I've been reading the book, um, The Spontaneous Fulfillment of Desire by Deepak Chopra, which was recommended to me by Rich Broderick, a member of um, my Chopra instructional classes. And in this book, there's a part of it that says when you really are repulsed by a quality in somebody else, you might not be accepting that quality in yourself. Oh, and very, very interesting. It, to think I've started to actually look at that mm -hmm. and 
not only look at that quality in yourself, but accept and love yourself with that quality, you know, because you kind of have to, I think human beings, we do this thing where we, we want to say we are completely noble and honorable and honest and good. We're all the good stuff, but who, you know, we're all light and dark. We're all shadow Mm -hmm. and light. You know, we, we have, we're not interesting otherwise, honestly, the the reason that we watch, you know, a man called Otto or sex in the city or Ted Lasso or whatever, whatever we want to see reflected back to us is because we, we want to see overcoming and the good and the bad and our weaknesses and strengths. And I started thinking, you know, when you see somebody that says, I keep having this relationship and then I get out of it and darn it, I have the relationship again. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm wondering now if they're not embracing, you know, whatever it is within them that is in that other person. Right. Yeah. That's really something that you have to spend a little time working through and self-awareness is big and not a lot of people are self-aware. They just don't have that at all. I think it's scary for people. I think people are so afraid. We're not, we hate our dark side. We hate Mm -hmm. it so much. I think we have been taught when, maybe when we're little, like to be lovable, you have to do the right thing. You have to Mm -hmm. think the right thoughts. And so to be self-aware and self-reflective and self-analytical requires courage And it also requires, I think you have to say to yourself, and yes, I love who I am. Mm -hmm. And that's, you know, because I used to say to the girls, if you didn't have stuff to work through, you wouldn't be here. You know, we've been given this gift of a life and we are here to work through stuff. And if you woke up as a baby, perfect. (laughs) Well, like, what would your life be about? Right. Exactly. You know, exactly. But anyway, I think that, um, yeah, the I don't remember is what when mo- you're not learning, you know, when you're not learning, that's when it's boring. Really? True. Right. That's right. And I don't know. I do think we're so afraid to kind of encounter the bad qualities within us and that's okay that they're there. So what it doesn't mean mm-hmm. that you act bad. It just means that there's maybe a thought that keeps on cropping up because you just haven't embraced it maybe it's yeah. just a according it's one of Deepak's <laughs> thoughts right. but yeah I really I think that when I watch a show or a movie I want that person to be a little uh nuanced absolutely for sure otherwise it, like you said it's not interesting it just which isn't. is probably why I didn't like Forrest Gump <laughs> <laughs> mm, that's funny oh my gosh that's maybe so I, I don't remember because I was so young yeah. when I watched it yeah. but I remember I read a book called The Idiot by Fyodor Dostoevsky mm-hmm. and I had really loved the book Crime and Punishment by Dostoevsky yeah. so I thought oh I'm gonna love The Idiot and I read this book and I mean Roseanne I was 19 or 20 and I thought this is a load of crap <laughs> And it was because this Prince Mishkin in the story, he was so good that he irritated me. 
Mm-hmm. And so that's probably my issue. My Forrest Gump, the issue isn't Forrest Gump. It's probably my own whatever that keeps me from liking that. You know what I mean? Right. The fact that I don't have um, a lot of this compassion for somebody who's completely good. I don't know what that says about me. <laughs> right. Oh my gosh. Well, you know, I'm thinking, you just reminded me too, like in that movie, um, Otto was like the policeman of everything, the yeah. policeman of everybody's lives and you yep. got to follow these rules. And, and, you know, my sweet husband can be like that. He'll yeah. say to me when we're driving, look at that person. Do you believe they're doing that? Do you believe they're parking like that? Do you I'm like, yeah, I didn't see that. Like, I don't care what they're doing. Yes. I don't care if they're parking wrong. I don't care if they shouldn't be there. It's I'm out. Like I just yeah. have enough that I don't need to be policing anybody else's life, but I'll, I'll my sweet husband can do that too. <laughs> you're not the policeman of everybody. Just ignore it. But he can't I not think, see it. He can't not I, see that it's not right. <laughs> but I think that that's a lot of people. And I honestly believe if they wrote a list of what they don't like about it, because this was an exercise in the book, take somebody who really fills you with revulsion. You know, you're just repulsed by this person. Write down what it is about that person that really repels you. It said probably... Maybe not to the nth degree, but that's probably a quality within yourself that you haven't really embraced or accepted. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, and, but the same goes for noble qualities, you know, um, you know, we don't always own our own magnificence either, you know, so I, I, yeah, it's that saying, I, I say this sometimes even to you, I wish you could see yourself the way I see you. Yeah. Oh my goodness. You would just love it so much. Yeah. So, but that's true. You know, we're hardest on ourselves with everything. We're hardest on ourselves. Yeah. And then I, yeah. So maybe, um, I don't know, I guess also in this book, they talk about, we are archetypes and it's owning your own archetype. It's why we idolize certain singers and artists and performers because they almost have owned that archetype of who they are Mm -hmm. so we can kind of put all of our love onto them as opposed to just celebrating our own Mm -hmm. magnificence so i guess at this stage in our lives roseanne we just don't have time to waste on a show that's not reflecting humanity because if that is a reflection of humanity god help us (laughs) Right. Is that really how the socialites in Manhattan that are our age are behaving? Maybe. I don't know. Right. But I can tell I you this either. much. Uh, I've got no interest in it. No. Thank so, God. Right? It's kind yeah. of like I was talking to a friend in the grocery store and she was telling me about her dating life. And I thought, thank God I'm married. If I had a moment, mm. <laughs> because mm-hmm. it sounded so torturous I, I hated the thought of it, it right really yeah. hard really hard yeah. so if yeah, that's I mean, how I, oh, I don't know I can't imagine I mean the only way I think I would even want to meet somebody else would be through somebody that I already mm-hmm. knew it would have to be mm-hmm. oh you know you've got to meet my brother's best friend you know he's right. a really great guy it would have to come that way because otherwise it's it feels so hard 
yeah, yeah I'm glad I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm and I feel I'm that way about those friendships. I feel like, it, but... well, if that's how it's going down, mm-hmm. thank God I have my people. You know, mm-hmm. as I get older, I view my life in concentric circles and I am here in the middle. And then I have you guys, you are my core people, you know, my family and my close friends who are like family to me. And then I move out. And if somebody, you know, it's, it's very easy, even though there's pain still involved for me to excise somebody, if I feel like they don't have my best interests at heart or that, you know, there's something I just kind of, you know, they might be on the outer circle, Mm -hmm. um, but they're certainly not on that inner circle. And I'm so thankful that I'm able to do that because I have you and I have Lorraine and Linda and my sister and my mom and Victor and, you know, so on and so forth. And I have these great people so I can part ways with the people that have proven themselves not to be as um, good for me. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, your friendships can be just for a period of time. You know, that we have all had those friendships that just suited us during that period of time of our life. And now they don't serve you anymore. And that's okay. That's nothing wrong with that. Okay. Let that go. This gives a teaser because we're going to wrap this up. But Roseanne, you know, because I told you, and I, we'll talk about it on the podcast about the fact that I was ghosted and it was mm-hmm. kind of one of the first times I was like ghosted and unfriended and it was interesting. And you, so don't, we'll, know, and you don't really know why. I don't really know why it's so mm-hmm. interesting, but we'll say that we'll talk about friendship maybe yes. another episode of the Soulful Connections podcast mm-hmm. because we are um going to talk more about just shows that we watch or things that spark a conversation and have kind of just a soulful conversation every now and then on the podcast right yeah it's fun that's really yeah. fun yeah. i mean look at look at the other day i called you on the phone oh my god amanda have you seen this show <laughs> and then <laughs> right. like, yeah we should talk about that <laughs> right and i was like i'm gonna watch it and then i thought I can't do it. I can't, <laughs> I do can't it. make myself watch these women. First of all, I don't want to see myself reflected like that. And then the one woman, I don't know, she did something to her face, Roseanne. Yeah, and it's so disturbing. Do you know who I mean? I do, the dark haired one. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's and then the that's all I you know, see. The, her mouth. Sort of the, that facelift of the mouth, you know, that is just so stretched. And yes. Their mouth and then I find myself the staring. They normally do. Um, and I will say this straight up. She's a beautiful woman before she had her yes. mouth done. So why'd she have her mouth done? Like, you know, so there's a whole other conversation that we'll have to have one day. I because... do think we should have that conversation too. Um, and I totally, aging. I understand, especially in that arena where you're seeing, I guess your face magnified. You're on HD TV a... and you know how that HD shows every little line and wrinkle. Mm-hmm. It does. But absolutely. It's kind of like, this will be a a conversation because Mm -hmm. I, my daughter took a picture that I posted on Facebook and it was a picture where I'm on vacation and I'm happy. And I'm like, Oh, that's almost a good picture, but maybe I should just get rid of my second chin. I can kind of see. I love that picture of you. And I can't even see that chin. But you know, how hard are you on yourself? Well, the thing that I 
the reason I said it is because I want not to keep that to myself or not to just edit it real trickily. And, mm-hmm. you know, because there's something about that conversation that is important to me that we own, that I own that feeling, which isn't one of my proudest moments to say, oh, I'm just going to shave off all those wrinkles that I see or whatever it is. I thought, no, nope, going to fight it. Normal, you know, I, um, my version of a facelift is just making people stand far <laughs> Yeah, well, and like take I my picture you, from far away. Exactly. You know what I mean? <laughs> right? just, I, I had a really good woman who worked for me years ago and she was in her late sixties and she had met, she, her husband died and she met this really nice man. And she said to me, Oh, Roseanne, I just love this guy so much. He's, he's like really tall. And I know that when I look up at him, my neck looks so great. <laughs> <laughs> yes this is that the truth because when you yes. lift that neck oh it's like there comes day. like it used to it's so true my neck was I one day it was a certain way <laughs> it is a hundred percent true but I think that it's just interesting because I think with women I can't speak to men because I'm not a man I just think everything is about relevance and making Mm. sure we're relevant so I don't know how much is vanity and how much is you know we still want to be heard will you hear me if I am not pleasing it's it's such an interesting conversation to me and because I was one of a group of women I mean you know listen I in my job they let go all of the women in our 50s and kept one guy in his 40s yes And that says a lot to me. Mm -hmm. It says a lot and it speaks to relevance and it it's hot buttons and it, it gives me pause. Um, Mm -hmm. And and it's, but it's healthy to think about that and talk about that. So I do think that would be a a great subject again for a podcast, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, Absolutely. I know even Oprah was talking about it the other day. I don't know. Did you see um, she had on, Instagram, I think Christy Brinkley, who I guess recently had a Facebook. <gasps> I, I didn't recognize her. I got to admit, I was like, who's that woman? Yeah. And then I had to read below. I'm like, get out. That's Christy Brinkley, really? And I don't even know how I, what I thought about that, except that I thought she was so cute and I'm not feeling it right now. <laughs> she's yeah. so cute anymore. And what brings you to, I mean, she's a lot older than us, right? I mean, right. And, but what brings you to, I don't know. I just thought she was darling all the time, no matter right. how old she got, she was just darling. I agree. So how does somebody that darling fall, fall for that? Like too, you know what I mean? I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I always think, I always say to the kids, it's lucky that I don't have more money. Who knows Maybe what I'd be doing, Roseanne? Right? <laughs> Who knows what we'd be trying? <laughs> I'm not even recognize me. <laughs> oh my gosh. I mean, you know, right don't get me I wrong. You listen, know. <laughs> I either we go on a great vacation or mama gets Botox. Can't do both. <laughs> and I want a nice vacation. Oh, gosh. So, I mean, yeah, you know. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm all in for a good facial and some hyaluronic acid. <laughs> right. <laughs> Whatever. But, oh, you know, at gosh. the same time, um, it is, I, I just think it's a great it's a great discussion because I think it speaks to, it is, you know, it is. so many aspects of mm-hmm. who we are as women. And, and, you know, maybe this show again, especially if it's written by 
men, I think so much of what we do as women is predicated on what we've been expected to do. Mm -hmm. And I just, you know, hope that we evolve past that. And I hope that we can see people reflected in our movies and TV shows, even if they're funny or evil or whatever, but reflect strong, thoughtful, fascinating human beings. Right. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. So, okay. Well, Roseanne, I appreciate you coming on and next time. So yay to sex and no yay to a man called Otto nay to, and just like that mixed reviews on sex in the city. (laughs) Yeah. And you know, that was a felt like a hundred years ago too. So all I can recall is maybe enjoying a lot of it at the time. Right. But it's hard to even recall. So totally just a long time ago, but you know. Okay. Well, thank you. That was fun. Thanks for listening. If you like this podcast, consider giving it a great rating and following all the things you do when you like a podcast. Thank you to William Aronson for writing, producing, recording the Soulful Connections theme song. And once again, thank you for listening. I hope you keep tuning in.